Hello everyone. Uh, welcome to the new Euro Talk podcast episode 1 uh, with me Dennis Munene and Noah Jono Kelo aka the Pulala Master. And remember, you can stream this podcast on www.sportsplugke.co.ke and check us out across all our social media platforms at sportsplugke. Yeah, so Jagol, uh, the Euros are here man and uh, first game last night, you know, Italy cruising over Turkey 3-0. You know, what do you, what did you make of this game, bro? Uh it was a good game. We saw quite a different Italy side. Uh not the normal Italy side made of the experienced old players. This was a more young Italian attacking side pressing as much as Turkey was so awful in the opening game. I think all credit is due to Italy and they made history that it's the first time they have scored three goals in a major competition so credit to Italy for for taking uh the game by the scruff of the neck and scoring three goals so i think a wonderful performance from Italy especially the midfield trio made of Jorginho Locatelli and Nicolo Barella uh, i think there's a bright future there irrespective of the two uh, stalwarts in defense Uh, by the name Bonucci and Chiellini, and Chiellini yeah. they have a young side and uh, there's much more to come from this Italian side in the Euros. Yeah, and actually many people believe that you know Italy can be the surprise package you know in these Euros because you know in the last major tournaments I think they've been awful and it's like uh, they're trying to make a comeback and trying to show people who the Azzurri really are. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, congratulations Italy and all the Italian fans out there. So Up next, you know, big games coming up, man. Big games coming up, and I don't know if England will. Uh, I don't know if it's coming home or or England will, uh, you know, just mess up like they like they always do in all the major tournaments. So England versus Croatia, man. What do you make of this game? Uh, it's one of the big games in the first round of the group stage matches. Um, England, there's you. There's always a feeling that you can never know what to expect from England. I don't know if it's uh so much due to the hype that they get from their pundits and the football fans or maybe it's due to the nature of that most people watch the Premier League and they expect much from the players from the home nation that hosts the Premier League. So with England you never know what to expect, but I think uh there's always pressure to deliver with England because of the hype that they always get and because of the nature the how how their players are overhyped i think uh if you look at uh from the previous tournaments and if you compare this squad with the squads from the previous tournaments i think it comes close to what england had in 2004 young blood when they had the likes of rooney michael owen mm. and they had some experienced players the likes of scolds gerard at this time i think they have quite some exciting young players yeah uh the only bone of contention is uh maybe will harry maguire be fit to start i think uh he'll be very important for england at the back harry maguire and uh, liverpool skipper jordan anderson so with croatia croatia is still a good team uh, getting to the finals of the world cup is no mean feat yeah and the core <coughs> of the croatia squad is still is still intact. I think only a few players have left. The goalkeeper, I don't I don't quite remember his name very well, uh, Rakitic and Mandzukic, but they have some exciting young players. There's a uh, 
there's a uh, Nikola Vlasic there's um there's a uh, there's some young kid who plays in Dynamo Zagreb who scored a hat-trick against Tottenham it's called Orsic mm. so i think the core of the team is there Modric the likes of Brozovic Kovacic Kovacic mm. there's um Dejan Lovren yeah. so the core of the team is there it will be up to what this team does mm. but i think it will be a tough match yeah. uh i think England may just probably edge it considering the fact that they are playing at Wembley and uh, as much as people don't like to admit whether the fans will be in equal numbers I think the psychological edge of playing at home will favor England side and they have a good squad and are you are you satisfied with the squad that you know Gareth Southgate has out there uh you think they can get the job done you know these young kids I think what's what's different from the, the the big problem with England is that they always pick players depending on form. Yeah, on form, yeah. On form. <laughs> you see most of these nations that win championships and the World Cup if you compare for instance if you take like the France side of uh, 2018 mm. France have only changed uh, a few pieces and I think it's it's much more up to the experienced players to help you get through some tough games mm. uh with this england side i think they have some few they have the likes of kyle walker yeah. the likes of uh, harry maguire jordan henderson and probably harry kane mm. and they have some exciting young players who have played in big stages yeah like the likes of mount ja- who has just won the champions league, league with chelsea yeah. rich james You have Phil Foden who mm. has won the Premier League and everything. So with these young players, experience is not just about age. It's it's about it's the the experience you have in playing big games and major games. You see for instance someone like Kylian Mbappe is an experienced player. He has played in some big matches for both club and country. Yeah, true. So probably England uh, England they have a good squad whether they'll be able to get it over the line uh you will have to wait and see they always blow hot and cold so you never know what to expect okay let's take on england like who, who are the players to watch of course apart from hurricane which players do you think can propel england you know to perform well in this tournament i think england's biggest surprise will be ben white ben white he's been touted i've been reading some reports from from uh, the english journalists mm. And they are saying he's quite impressed in the in the England camp, okay. and may start. Given to Harry Maguire's uh, injuries, injuries mm. he may start. So I don't know. What, what's your take? What do you think? Uh, how will England line up? What formation will they use? I I don't know, but I think uh, for for some reason I, I would go with the Jose Mourinho's uh, lineup. The lineup. Yeah, the uh, one for Jose Mourinho, because. Mourinho feels that uh, you know at the defense first of all Luke Shaw okay Luke Shaw is good huh? yeah yeah but uh, he believes that uh, Ben Chilwell is uh, is better than than Luke Shaw then i don't know like we was like, like we were talking earlier Rashford Rashford is good is good but i don't know if if we are judging based on form yeah if you are judging based on form yeah. and you know general performance and in and impact in a match I don't think Rashford should start. The, the, the problem with England, these guys don't play as a team. You know, they're all star boys mm-hmm. and everyone wants to shine and all that. So, the moment they realize that they have to play as a team and you know, forget about, oh, I play for this big club, I play for this big club and and you know, just gel and play as a team. 
then it will be the same old story. England will just be knocked out, maybe in a round of 16 or the quarterfinals. Yeah, true, true. Mm. Um, I think the the elephant in the room mm. is what formation will Southgate pick? Mm. From the previous tournament in 2018 in the World Cup, he chose to go with uh, with three defenders, mm. and he used Walker as a right centre back. So uh, it's it's yet to be seen. Mm whether he'll use the same squad, but if the previous friendlies are anything to go by, I think he'll stick to a back four. So, uh, if I'm Southgate, mm. I'm thinking, I think he'll start uh, Jordan Pickford. Pickford? Yeah. Or, or Anderson. Okay. I, I think he'll go for Pickford, <laughs> uh. and I'd also go for Pickford, mm. given that Pickford is quite... Ex- you see, with the young goalkeepers like Dean Henderson, uh. you never know what he'll get. So, I'd stick to the old guard. I'd go with Pickford, yeah. I'll go with um, Kieran Trippier at mm. right back. Okay. And then uh, I'd pick uh, in the two center halves, mm. I'll pick John Stones and Ben White. Mm. And then I'll pick Ben Chilwell mm. on the left. As a wing back or what? No, as a left back. As a left back, yeah. No, no, I'd pick Luke Shaw as a left back. I think Chilwell thrives more mm. as a wing back. As a wing back. So if he's to go with four at the back, mm. I think Shaw will carry the day, given that he's more experienced in that sort of formation. Mm. Then uh, the two guys, uh, I'd go for two holding players. Mm. I'd go for Declan Rice, mm. and he'll be... I don't think there's anyone else who'll play that Rice role. Yeah, yeah. So I think they'll go for Rice, and uh, I'd go for Jude Bellingham. Mm. I think the energy, and I think he'll be able to give that midfield side, that midfield... A different dimension. You have no place for for Sancho in in your lineup. Uh, yeah, I'd go uh, now. Uh, after the two holding players, mm. I'll go with uh, on the flanks. I'll go with Phil Foden mm. and Jadon Sancho. Mm. And uh, no, I'd go with Jack Grealish and Phil Foden. I don't think England have a better ball carrier than Jack Grealish. Then uh, in the number 10 role, mm. I'd use Mason Mount. Mm. And then I'll go for the main man, the English captain, um, Harry Kane. Okay. So with England now, it's you see, uh, for them to thrive, mm. it's whether Southgate will get his formation and his lineup right. I think that will be key to England's. Have you seen Cesc Fabregas' Fabregas? The lineup he made for England. He posted an English uh, an English lineup. Yeah, he made his, his lineup. Yeah, so what's, according, what's the lineup? According to Sersk, you know, his keeper is is uh, Henderson. Then uh, defense, you know, from right, we have Rhys James. There's John Stones. There's Harry Maguire. Then there's Chilwell. Then you know the holding mids. We have uh, Henderson and Declan Rice. Then of course you know the, the forwards. There's Phil Foden, Jack Grealish, Mason Mount. And of course, the the the, the finisher Hurricane. almost a similar lineup to Mourinho's lineup. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, my my fear is that um, not my fear, but I think uh, my feeling is that Rashford will start that match. Mm. So, and uh, Croatia is not a pushover. I think you and I have both seen how the Croatians perform, mm. and they have quite some experienced players, especially. Um, I think. That game will be won in the midfield. I think the experienced players for Croatia, Brozovic, yeah, uh, Modric and Kovacic mm. will be very key. Mm. And it will be up to England 
um, to see who they line up with in mm. the middle of the park and to see whether they can beat that experienced side of of Croatia. And I think maybe I think Luka Modric could win that game for Croatia. He could run rings around that English midfield. So will be a big a big match. Will be a tough match and. Um, what time is the match? We can tell our listeners the will tune in. It's uh, at 4, 4 p.m. 4 p.m. 4 p.m. Kenyan, Kenyan time on East Sunday. East African time. Yeah. Yeah. For England and uh, Croatia. Croatia. Yeah. Anyway, away from England, you know, another big match. And uh, we have uh, France versus... France versus Germany, right? Yeah. Yeah, we have France versus Germany. And uh, b- b- before this match, I know, like, I'm a little bit worried about France because... What does it that Kylian Mbappe and uh, man himself Olive, Olivia Giroud, yeah. you know, they had some altercation and all that. Yeah, seemingly Mbappe prefers to play with Benzema or something like that. I, I don't know. I don't know how this will affect uh, <laughs> France, and I also don't know if it was right, if it was a, a, a good decision for for Didier Deschamps to call to call uh, Benzema back, back to the squad. What do you think? Uh, my thinking is that. I'm a huge France fan, mm. by the way. I'm also a France I fan. I think they did exceptional. They have a good young squad. On Desham calling Benzema, I think it was the right choice. Mm. Given that, um, you see, the young, exciting French side of 2018, the one that uh, won the World Cup, at that time, um, Olivier Giroud was, was in form coming to the World Cup, mm. and Griezmann was on fire. Yeah, right now, Griezmann has been a bit on the lower side for Barcelona. He hasn't quite picked up since making that move. Mm. So I think it's a worry. The, the good thing, with when Griezmann is playing for the French side, mm. um, the role he wants to occupy, the position he wants to occupy, is created for him in the formation mm. that Deschamps does. Uh, he likes to play as a second striker. Mm. So I think it was a if the French needed to have some some new attacking dimension, mm. and Benzema has been out in the call. So I think it was the right time for him to call Benzema due to his experience and the fact that he's been exceptional in the past. In the Benzema has been consistent, yeah. but ever wow. since. Cristiano Ronaldo left. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. been exceptional for Madrid. He's been the main man. Yeah. So there was that issue that uh, Giroud raised. Uh, they had an altercation with Kylian Mbappe that mm. uh, Mbappe was not... Uh, that uh, they didn't pass the ball as mm. much to Giroud yeah. when he's on the pitch compared to how they were passing it to Benzema. Mm. Um, Giroud also quite fits well into that system. Mm. There are two different strikers. Mm. Um Benzema is someone who likes to come deep, drift wide with the ball. Giroud is the link-up guy, holds up, play well. So, um, and you know, Benzema went off injured, so it remains to be seen whether he'll start that game. But Mm. Deschamps, I think, allayed fears that Benzema will miss the tournament. He said he's fit to start. Mm. So, I hope they've gone past that drift. You need a team. You see, if you have two players who are are not in good terms with each other mm. uh, it's not good for the team so my hope is that maybe Deschamps spoke to the two players and that uh, the French they are quite an exciting side mm. they are young and most of these players haven't even gotten to their peak yeah. so France I think as Asen Wenger said they are the super favorites so we'll wait and see they're in the group of death yeah, man. so Portugal. it will be a, it will be a tough group yeah yeah 
group of death, you know, France, Germany, Portugal, and Hungary. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, let's talk about, uh, okay, let's just finish up on France before we go to Germany. So, France, uh, which players do you think, you know, will will be very important for this for, for this French side? Apart well, from apart from Ngolo Kante, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Ngolo, of course, when you have a player like Ngolo Kante, mm. um, a player who just runs, he doesn't stop, intercepts everything, mm-hmm. covers almost the whole pitch. So Ngolo Kante will be key for, for, the, for that French side. And mm. I think the, the thing with Pogba mm. is that when he's playing for his international side, Ngolo Kante seems to complement him. Yeah, true. And he now plays as a box-to-box mm. midfielder. Uh, Kylian Mbappe, of course, yeah, yeah, the Mbappe. French star boy and everything, he'll be key. I think he'll be amongst the goals. And I do reckon that he'll probably be among the top scorers in the tournament. Mm. And um, a player who could also be... My fear with the... I, I have a bit of an issue with the back line. Mm. Varane has had a dip in form mm. in the past season or two. Mm. So uh, it remains to be seen. And also Hugo Lloris. He hasn't had a good tournament with... Uh, a good he, he, he hasn't had a good season with Tottenham. Yeah. So, and you see Lloris is uh, probably undroppable at the moment. He's yeah. the captain of the French side. Mm. So uh, I, I just have a bit of an issue there. Mm. But I think the rest, the French, they have quite an impeccable side. Mm. So I reckon they'll do well in the tournament, in the group of death. Okay. And uh, let's talk about Germany. You know, the Germans, I don't know, like I just don't know what happened, what's happening with the Germans, but many people don't quite fancy them, you know, performing well in this tournament. Why do you think that is so? Um, you see, German haven't, they haven't kicked off from from the 2014 World Cup. World Cup win, they yeah. won in Brazil. Yeah. And if you look at majority of that squad, mm. most of those players had moved from stage to stage in the... In, in the German the, setup. Yeah, in the German setup mm. from the from the youth levels. Yeah, yeah. Most of this, the core of the team was mm. made up of those players that won the 2009 Euro Under-21. Mm. And most of these players had played in the youth set, the likes of uh, Manuel Neuer, mm. the likes of uh, Matt Hamels, Jerome Boateng, uh, Sami Kedira, Mesut Ozil, uh, Thomas Muller. So That's these the players had come through the youth ranks mm. and they moved from group to group mm. uh, still staying intact. Yeah. I think that was the key to the success of the, of, the, of the German national team. So I think the problem has been the transition from mm. these players and there was that big issue of, of racism in the German camp, yeah. the likes. German has some players of, of Turkish descent yeah, yeah. and some one or two, three black players. Mm. So I think it was, a, it was a big issue that made uh, the coach drop Hamels, Boateng, Mula, mm. Mesut Ozil, Sami Kedira. Mm. But we've seen him recall Thomas Mula and, yeah. and Matt Hamels, and which, Hamels, which in my opinion was a good move. Mm. You need those experienced players to... To uh, you need a mixture mm. of experience and young players mm. to to succeed at this tournament. So uh, German, I think this German team compared to to how they've been in qualifying and everything. There was a time they were beaten in a friendly by North Macedonia. Um, I think they'll have a good team. They might be a surprise package in that group of death. Mm. I think probably with the Germans. Yeah. 
apart from the this small 2018 World Cup campaign, mm. they've always been consistent. Yeah, true, true. With Germany, it's either they are playing in the final or the semi-final, the semis, yeah. more like Bayern Munich, yeah. how Bayern Munich performance. <laughs> and I think the the success of the German national team is always dependent on the biggest team in 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 the Bundesliga. Yeah, Bayern Munich. Bayern Munich. Yeah, so, and they, but Bayern, yeah, we can say they had a, a they had a good game. Yeah. Um, you see, you can never depend on one player. Mm. I think Bayern Munich were mostly knocked out because of missing their Lewandowski. star striker Lewandowski. Mm. But they have some good players. I don't know whether Leo Goretzka is fit to start. Kimmich will be a very, very important player. Someone That's who a... plays deep. I think he's, he's one of the most underrated players, just uh, yeah. uh, just like um, Philip Lam is an, is an underrated player. I think, uh, and Florian Nehaus, he plays for Borussia and, Mönchengladbach. And man, could uh, be key. What about the German attack? Like, uh, do you mm. see Timo Werner starting? <laughs> uh, I, I think uh. with uh, how Werner has been misfiring for Chelsea, mm. I see Joachim Lowe going with with uh, Thomas Muller. Thomas Muller. Yeah, in attack mm. or Serge Gnabry. Mm. Could be a surprise that he could start mm. Serge Gnabry mm. in attack. And depends on the formation he uses in the qualifiers. Uh, Low preferred a back three mm. or a back five per se, and he used uh, two front men. But right now, I think he's spoiled for choice in the final third. The likes of Kai Havertz, Timo Vana, uh, Thomas Muller, Serge Gnabry, mm. Leroy Sane. So they have wealth of attack. So mm. um, I think due to Wana misfiring, he'll probably use him in the flank. Mm. And probably use Snabri, or in my case, I think Thomas Muller will be the starting striker. Good experience, has been top scorer in the World Cup and such. Yeah, yeah. Like actually, I actually hope he starts one, you know, on the flanks because he has very great runs that you know causes a lot of problems for the opposition. Yeah, true, 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 true. Anyway, at what time is the match, man? Germany. Germany. France, they, Germany. They play France. Play Germany on Tuesday. Yeah. On Tuesday night, uh, the game will be in. Munich. Okay. It will be in Germany. This Euro is quite unique. It's Man. being hosted all over across Europe. Across Europe. It will be played at uh, 10 p.m. Okay. 10 p.m. East African, East African time, African guys. Time, yeah. Make sure you check it out. So it will Yo. be one of the matches. I think it will be the the match. It's like a final already, yeah, yeah. man. Yeah. The match of yeah. the first first round of games in and the then, group stages. And then, of course, you know, in the in the same group, we expect Cristiano and his side to. Yeah, they to are facing Hungary, man. Hungary. Ah. Yeah, Hungary. Um, Hungary have some. Uh, their their main star is uh, Dominic Sbolozai. Mm. He was uh, recently uh, acquired by. R&B Leipzig. It was from the sister club, mm. RB Salzburg in Salzburg. Austria. Okay. So, uh, Sbulozai has been injured mm. since January. He hasn't appeared for Leipzig. Wow. So, I don't know if he's fit for the tournament. Mm. I didn't quite check the, the, uh, the squad. Anyway, it doesn't matter who their stamina is because, man, that Portugal, Portugal side, side is <laughs> star-studded. In fact, you know, like, guys are really sleeping on that Portugal side. Those guys can actually retain... Yeah, yeah. Portugal, Portugal have a very good squad. Mm, they they have a very good squad. good squad, and you see, with Ronaldo on your side, mm. you always thought that, that anything is possible. That man can bail you out in some of the tough situation. And the best thing is that uh, I think right now, compared to previous Portugal sides, mm. 
they really don't have to rely on Cristiano that yeah. much. They have a lot of star players. They have right a now. lot of star players. And young ones. Yeah, young and ones. Young ones There's Diego Jota, Bernardo Silva, Silva, Joao Felix, mm. Bruno Fernandes. Mm. So they have quite an exciting squad. And there's the Premier League player of the year, Ruben, Ruben Diaz Ruben in defense. Uh. There's the stalwart uh, Pepe. Pepe. <laughs> Uh, they have Joao Cancelo. Cancelo. I think they have quite an and there's a there's a there's a big contingent mm. of Sporting Lisbon player. You know, Sporting won the league I think for the first time in like 30 years. Yeah. So there's a good contingent. There's a promising young left back called Mendes, mm. and there's a the star player for Sporting Lisbon called Pedro Goncalves. Mm. So he could be one to look out for. He was the replacement for. Bruno Fernandes are sporting. Mm. So I think they have a good side. Uh I expect Portugal to go through. Yeah, me too. I expect them to go through. I think And I think you see um, in this group of death, honestly speaking, I expect France and Portugal to go through. Like I don't see I don't see Germany I don't see Germany making making it out of that group. Yeah, um, but anyway, it, it it will it will be interesting to watch and of course, yeah. I will be putting a close eye on, on Bruno Fernandes. You know, people say that, you know, he flops on, on the big stages. I hope, you know, he, he delivers, man. Yeah, Bruno Fernandes. Yeah, we, we hope so. And uh, you see, as um, in Manchester United, mm. Bruno Fernandes is the star player, is the main man. Mm. So we are waiting to see how Bruno Fernandes performs mm. when he's in the shadow of someone. You see, in Portugal, there's Cristiano, Cristiano Ronaldo. So without a doubt. So let's see how he can perform. Uh, in the shadow of Cristiano Ronaldo, maybe he could pick, he could be that player that uh, when Cristiano is not performing well, could be the one to bail the, the Portugal side out. But um, for me, I think Diogo Jota yeah, yeah, will Diogo. be a key player for, mm. for, for Portugal. So w- what's your opinion on Hungary? Do you think, um, ah, given no. that they are, every match that Hungary is playing uh. is a final, do you think it could be something to lift the Hungarian side. Yeah, they, they can pull on. They, they can pull on Iceland. You remember? Yeah, true, true, true. You, you remember the last Euros? Iceland actually beat England. Yeah. So they Indeed. might pull on Iceland because, you know, the, the w- one thing about football, like I l- like I said when we started, you know, once at once people play as a team, and you know, alafu when teams don't have these big names, you know, the star players, yeah. they go to the match like, yo, we have to give our all in this match. It's blood, sweat, and tears. You know, yeah. they go all out. But the big the teams with stars like Portugal and all that, you know, they come underrating these small, small teams. But these small teams always come to spoil the party. So it will be one interesting match to put an eye on. And I believe anything can happen, but my money is on Portugal. Uh, to top the group. Yeah, to top the group, actually. Yeah, I'm, I'm a huge uh, French fan. My heart says that France will top the group. Mm. Um, but my head says Portugal will top the group. <laughs> and... Um, uh, it remains to it remains to be seen who between the three big sides mm. uh, because the good thing with Hungary is that no one's talking of them in the group of yeah, death. Nobody's talking about them. So maybe Hungary may pull us. I don't see it happening, but with football you never know. Yeah, you never because know. for Hungary, every each and every game in the group stage is a final for them. Mm. They start with Portugal. They face France, I think. Then the penultimate game of the group stage, they play Germany. Wow. So. For them, every game is a final. So they'll be one to watch out for. They may cause a surprise. I think um, Hungary, they played Portugal. They were in the same group with Portugal. When? In 2016, when Portugal won. 
Yeah, when Portugal won, and oh. you remember Portugal qualified as the best losers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, Hungary, I think they were number two in the group, mm. uh, behind Iceland. So it will be one to watch out for. Uh, Portugal, you remember, they only won one match in yeah. normal time, mm. the match against Wales. Yeah. Most of the games they drew, and they won in extra time. Mm. So it remains to be seen. They drew three matches. Uh, they, they, I think they played. Oh, they, was it Hungary? Yeah, I think it was Hungary. They played Hungary in the group stage, mm. and they drew three-three. Oh, okay. So it remains to be seen, and it was the first game actually for Portugal. So let's see if Hungary could could cause another upset. Anyway, guys. Um, so that's it for today, and uh, and uh, we have. Uh, Today's matches, we've not spoken about today's oh, matches. Okay, we have okay. three matches. We won't uh, go so much into it. We have Wales, the early kickoff at four. Wales play Switzerland. At seven, we have Denmark playing Finland. And uh, the last game of the day, the Belgian Red Devils taking on Russia. Wales, Wales and? Wales are playing Switzerland. Wales and Switzerland. So, yeah. uh, I go for Switzerland to win. Yeah, I go for, uh, what's your score? Switzerland 2-1. Two, 2-1. One. Two, one. Mm. I'll go Switzerland Three one, mm. Denmark, Finland. Yeah, man, Denmark, bro. Denmark. See, Finland uh, is where Timo. Timo Puki. Timo Puki is, right? <laughs> ah, yeah, but, yeah. No, but, but I, 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 I still go for Denmark. I still go for Denmark. What's you know, score? They've been having a great run, and they even they, they, they even went up. You know, the FIFA rankings. So, yeah. Denmark uh, to beat um, Finland. I go for a two nil. Two nil. Mm. I'll go for. I'll go for the same score actually. Mm. I think Denmark will beat Finland 2 0. And then the last game. Belgium, Russia. Belgium, Russia. You know, we haven't spoken about Belgium today because of time, but yeah. Belgium is a side that we all should be putting a very, very, very close eye on. You know, among the tournament favorites. Uh, among the tournament favorites. But also, man, this Russia side. Hmm? I think Russia, they, they always have this never give up spirit you know yeah. this never give up attitude so they might cause some problems for belgium but then i still go for belgium man man like romero lukaku has to eat the back of the net so belgium england another two nil i'll go for belgium two one against russia so oh, it's belgium russia yeah, yeah. belgium russia mm. yeah i'll go for two one and uh, a reminder that kevin de bruyne will not play the game today had a minor surgery mm. after after that injury sustained the, in, the champions yeah, in the champions league, league. yeah Okay, guys. So, like we said, you can stream this podcast on uh, sportsplugke.co.ke and follow us across our social media platforms at sportsplugke. Until next time, this will be the Euro Talk podcast, episode one. Watch out for episode two dropping soon. Wallam. Yeah.